anything wrong, Artemis? You seem kind of down on the whiskers. It's not like you to be so quiet. Everything's just peachy, okay, Mina? So quit asking. Oh, I get it. Had a cat fight with Luna again? Huh? Like the old saying, how does it go? Nothing ventilated, nothing gained. No, 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 Mina. It goes nothing ventured, nothing gained. <laughs> oh, well, whatever. My point is, you and Luna are always ragging on each other. You've got to get her to respect you, to see the real you. The real me, huh? Hmm. Brave, noble, heroic, a cat like no other cat. I'll show her. Moon Podcast Escalation! My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and talk about why we love it so much, why we love Sailor Moon so much, why I'm not too sure about these cats. (laughs) (laughs) We've got got a good one today, everybody. We're going to be watching Sailor Moon R, episode 79, Artemis' Adventure, The Monster Animal Kingdom. Uh, A.K.A. the episode where the entire plot is that Artemis sucks and everybody hates him. Ah, yes, well, sure, but okay, well, we'll get to it. No, that's, is that an accurate depiction of the episode, Jordan? Mildly. Mildly. Mildly Okay, fine. In order to help us discuss this, we have invited back a uh, a, a friend of the show. She's been on the show before. You'll know her as one of the editors of The Devastator. Uh, Amanda Meadows, welcome back. I'm so glad we're talking to you again. Hello, thanks for having me back. These are great. I'm so excited about this episode. Uh. Yeah, the like you're going to be on for this week's and next week's. Uh, yes. I, I love next week's. I got mixed feelings about this week's. Yeah, that's fair. Wait, <laughs> that's wait, fair you think you think this week's episode is not as good as next week's episode? Oh, I think next week's episode's great. I am the opposite of you. Oh, well, that's a Whoa. that's a teaser for uh, Sailor Whoa. Business episode 80. Well, and this one because, yeah, okay. Well, let's see what happens. Jordan, they're already listening to this one. They're already I, hearing this. Yeah, but just wait till you keep listening because don't pause and wait. then delete the podcast right yeah, now, are everybody. You, are you listening now? Are you still hearing this? Great. Keep listening. Yeah. More will be said. For those of you just joining us. <laughs> uh, no, Amanda, welcome back to the show. You've been on. Uh, you've been on before. Yes. Uh, so if anyone wants to hear about your history with Sailor Moon, they can uh, check out your previous appearances on Wait, episodes. Say... Oh, yeah. I don't know what episodes. Uh, episodes 31 and 32. Uh, we should ask you. Were here for, I think you were here for the for maybe the start of my Ami Makoto shipping. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that you were was here a for good the time. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. And back for another cat episode. <laughs> oh, my God. That's right. Surprise. You were here. You were here for the cat episode. Yep. So you're back for the... Yeah. Nice. 
Yeah. So we know your Sailor Moon history, but do you have any Sailor Moon like life updates? Any Sailor Moon news in your life since then? Um, the best Sailor news I have is uh, my one of my good friends, Asterius Kokonos, uh, for my birthday last year, got me a Luna bag, but it's like the nice Luna bag. Um, it's a little purse with the cat ears and and uh, and the moon symbol, um, and like the it's like that like thick embossed leathery stuff it's 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 good stuff it's a good purse i've, I've met asterios he's a great guy yeah he's the best he's the funniest yeah, guy I, I knew i knew i knew him from the star wars minute and then i met him at uh at alex alex robinson's uh book launch he's that's a, he's right a yeah he's in new york now um yeah he's he's uh he's like one of our close friends he was the best man at our wedding and uh he writes a lot of books for us uh Good, good peeps. So good Sailor Moon synergy between the two parties here. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Sailor Moon is bringing people together. It is. And that's 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 good. That's good because yeah. because her real power is friendship. <laughs> it's true. But and the re- the real Sailor Senshi were the friends we made along the way. Uh. <laughs> I'm gonna pour a little out for the friends I've lost. <laughs> Been long, do you? <laughs> no, no, I will start crying. I will see you again. <laughs> uh, did, did anybody else have the experience of just sobbing in the theater at the end of uh, Furious Seven? Because I did. <laughs> well, I didn't see it in the theater, but uh, it was a very sad ending. It was uh, a sad Aiden ending. And I, this is a okay, quick, quick mini uh, Furious business in the show. <laughs> I would do that. I would do that show. Oh, I would look, look, that might be, we might have to start a Patreon just so we can have a stretch goal where, where we watch, uh, the Fast and Furious movies with a friend each and every week. I, I love that. All right, Amanda, you'll be our first guest on Yay! Furious Business, episode one. Uh, Always at the right saw, place at the right time. Aiden and I saw, uh, Furious 7 and Fury Road at the Mall of America, uh, wow. when I was in Minneapolis. In what? No, back to back. Whoa, that's that is dystopian in itself. Which means, by the way, that I was exhausted going into Fury Road, (laughs) and and dehydrated from all the tears. Aiden was like, "Yeah, I didn't like Fury Road. I love Furious Seven, though." (laughs) But there was one other dude in the theater, and. Uh, there was a part in Furious 7 where I literally like started shouting and took my shirt off because I got so excited. You took your shirt off? I I what? took my shirt off. I got so excited. I, I got so you've pumped. Too much wrestling. What? <laughs> I mean, look. That this is an automatic response that you have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, is that a thing, Amanda? I know you're a wrestling fan. Do you ever just like Rah! Yeah, you're like you're just ready out. to enter the fray. You're just breaking. <laughs> you're hulking out. And then, okay, uh, so I did that. That's great. And then at the end of the movie, when when Paul Walker, uh, when Brian O'Connor, I should say, uh, when Brian O'Connor, like, kind of literally drives into heaven. Right. Like, I, we were both, like, ugly crying, like, sobbing. <laughs> and then when we got up to leave... The guy behind us had left. <laughs> the guy behind us. I don't know when he decided that, that these other two people in the theater were ruining everything, but he was gone. There's too much emotion <laughs> in this room. <laughs> yeah, but no, I was just sobbing at the end of Furious Seven. So don't don't sing that song, or else. 
<laughs> All right. So that's a preview for Furious Business. <laughs> yeah, like, Furious Business is going to be great. Uh, it's going to be a short series, but sure. Yeah, well, we, we could do Furious Minute. <laughs> oh, God. Minute by minute? No, thank you. No. <laughs> that would be... Okay, the, like, there would be so many bad minutes. It would be great. Yeah. The first, yeah, the first three hundred weeks of that movie are going to be, or that podcast are going to be really boring. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! That doesn't include the third movie, does it? That third movie rules. I mean, there's a lot of. Uh, I guess there'd be a lot of stuff to talk about, like like uh, Bama Boys uh, instant messenger screen name. Here's in, the other thing, though, about doing the Fast and the Furious movies minute by minute is how many episodes are just going to be about hot girls at races? Like a lot Not of them. as many as you think. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I don't think so, man. I'm pretty sure if you cut together all that stuff, you're going to get it from all seven movies. You're probably going to get like 30 minutes of just montages of hot girls because well, yeah, yeah, there's, 30 a lot of minutes B, there's a lot of B-roll. Over the course of seven movies. <laughs> yeah, that's still a lot. Yeah, if you say so. I don't know, man. I just I want more. I want more slow pans of dancing girls in cars. Yeah, it's all about the B-roll of butts. I, I like how we're literally doing this podcast now. Yeah, wait, okay. <laughs> Look, what do, you, what do you think, listeners? What do you think? Should we should we do uh, should we start a Patreon just so we can have the goal? Uh, let us know. But speaking of things that you can give us money for, Jordan, oh, how do you like that money. one? Love it. Yeah. Let's uh, talk about I mean, the like the segue, business. Not the concept of money, but Sailor Business T-shirt club. Ooh. Uh, it exists. Amanda, do you know about the Sailor Business T-shirt club? I did it. <laughs> so I'm typing it in right now. It's, if, oh. if you go to sailorbusiness.ttoki, which is T-E-E-T-O-K-I.com, uh, or if you go to sailorbusiness.com, there's a link right at the top. Or if you go to our Twitter, there's a pinned tweet right at the top. And there is a uh, there, we're going to have one T-shirt on sale every month. Uh, this T-shirt is the Moon Pudding T-shirt. It is super awesome. It's a package of Moon Pudding. It says, taste the silver millennium. Great. It, <laughs> It's wonderful. And you know you want to wear this. Now, uh, it was designed by uh, Christina Murdaugh, who is a former guest of the show and yeah. a future guest of the show. Uh, and she is also the one handling the uh, entire, like, back end of, of the T-shirt business for us. Uh, so, as always, a, a shout out and a huge thank you to Christina. But, yeah, that shirt is going to be available through June. Uh, they'll they'll ship out on June 13th. So if you want that shirt, this is I think your last chance to get those orders in. Yeah, this week is your last uh, week. So, this episode this, goes up. Yeah, this this episode goes up on the sixth of June. So uh, fingers crossed. As long as I'm not lazy, like I have been recently. So <laughs> I hope not because we've kind of dated it now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we, now we're we kind of have to. to. Uh, you have so you have one week uh, to to order this shirt. Uh, definitely do so. Now that being said, there's going to be a new shirt premiering next week. It's going to be super awesome. So you're going to want to get them both. So get this one now and get another one later. <laughs> yeah, I did, they're going to be they're going to be limited edition uh one month uh each t-shirts uh and uh they're going to be they're going to be really cool and they're not super expensive either uh no. which I think is nice. They're like 15 bucks plus it's shipping. It's like the so. perfect t-shirt price by the way. You guys are killing it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh yeah, I love this design. Uh, Murdoch is awesome. Yay. So yeah, uh, with with all of that business and all of that fastness and furiousness out of the way, <laughs> uh, uh, 
do we do we want to do some a couple of listener questions just to get primed for this week's adventure? Sure. Uh, let's see what we've got. Um, <laughs> so here's a here's a quick and easy one. Uh, okay. Memoro and Matoki. Let's be real. They probably met on Grinder, right? <laughs> Emma J says that to us. That is a more believable ship than the miracle <laughs> romance at the heart of the show. Ah, oh, disagree. So. <laughs> um, here's a question that. Uh, oh, this question actually from uh, our f- uh, friend of the show, Artley. Uh, do you guys plan on giving Sailor Moon Crystal another chance with the new season out? This is something I, th- I think we talked about. Uh, maybe about when Artley was on the show, even. I I do. I I want to sit down and watch it. But like I've said before, like if I'm gonna watch it, I kind of like I'm gonna want to watch the whole thing. Yeah. Like I don't I don't do it by halves. So if season three gets good. I just gotta I just gotta get through seasons one and two. I feel like I'm probably gonna wait until one of two things happens. Either they say like th- our fans are telling us like it's like mind blowingly good, like oh my god, they've changed everything. Like you're gonna miss out on Sailor Moon if you don't watch this. Like we watch it for the show. <laughs> in, in two years. In two years. <laughs> Which is a wild thing. I mean, I will say, uh, Shannon Maynard, who was a former guest of the show, and, 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 and hi, Shannon, if you're listening right now, uh, she seems to really, really, really like the new season. So, I, like, the, the fact that so many of our, our listeners, so many friends of the show have been really into it, like, I, I see the tweets, I see the Tumblr posts, does make me really want to to give it another shot. All right. Well, well, I'm sure we will then. The answer is uh, yes. Amanda, have you kept up with uh, with Crystal at all? No, I've been kind of waiting it out. I just got Hulu again, so it's time. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I like you. I I just have to blaze through the whole thing. I can't just like skip around. Right. So I'm, I'm gonna yeah, put no, myself it would through. Feel weird. Yeah. Wait, exactly. So what's season three. That's okay. That's uh, the. That's that would be equi- equivalent to S. Okay, so I mean, like, you could start there, but I like that's a weird place to start. I don't know. I don't yeah. think I would do that. Wait, wait a second, Jordan. Did you say this episode's going to go up on June sixth? I believe so. Yeah. Does that mean we're only a couple weeks away from Usagi's birthday? Yeah. Oh. It does. We're gonna have to June thirtieth, Usagi's birthday, Sailor Moon Day. We're gonna have to uh, do another bonus episode coming up soon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Because I never know what we actually do for those things. (laughs) Like, we don't have a show to talk about. We just talk about, I don't know. Well, we'll find out. It'll be fun. Well, look, we should should do, we should figure out what to do. If you have suggestions, we've still got a couple weeks. So when this episode goes up, if you have suggestions on what we can do for for, uh, an episode... That's something maybe outside of the the usual, uh, you know, the, the regular run of the series. Uh, we're planning to do the movies eventually if they ever are released. So we'll probably get to those. We'll probably get to the musicals. Uh, we'll probably get to the live action show. But if there's anything that exists outside of those that would be appropriate for Usagi's birthday, let us know. And we'll, we'll see what we can rustle up for a bonus episode. Here's a here's a dangerous question. I'm scared of Chris's response. Oh, OK. That Paul Siebert asks, he says, so if Chibiusa isn't 900 years old, why mm. did Usagi and Mamoru wait 895 years to have a kid? <laughs> uh, well, look, I, I know I can tell you for a fact that I will not want to have children for at least the next 895 years. 
But I will also acknowledge that after that, maybe my mind will change. <laughs> maybe the economy will get better. You don't know. In maybe 900 was, years. Maybe it was the knowledge of Chibiusa that kept them from having a baby for that long. I mean, maybe so. Like, you know. You got guns in your face and uh, some kid peeing on your bed. It's gonna, it's a memory that's gonna stick with you. And and well, that's the thing. If if that was the case, it would totally be Usagi being like, "No way!" And Mimura would be there going, "I've got my puppet and everything. Can we have the baby now?" And she's like, "No." <laughs> I've got my puppet and everything. <laughs> his king, his king, uh, his king, uh, king Mimoru puppet. It's a new special one. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Let's see. What else we got? Okay. Uh, hey, James. Here's one more. Hey, James asks, uh, regarding episode 70, if you could d- direct an episode of Sailor Moon, what social slash personal issue would the coffee and donuts monster represent? <laughs> Now, we, this is when we talked about having a coffee and donuts monster on episode 70. Jeez, <laughs> uh, what? Um, uh, I don't know. Anxiety? Like, I got, I got a lot of anxiety and, and coffee, you know, like, obviously caffeine makes your anxiety worse. It makes you all jittery. But I, I still need it in the morning. Uh, Amanda, do you have any personal issues that you'd like to see turned into a monster? Uh, let's see. <laughs> do you have any uh... fears or concerns about yourself? <laughs> This, I, yeah, this question I want really my, should go I want my emotional episode. eating to like manifest into like <laughs> a, like a pizza the hut esque character. Oh, no, <laughs> I mean, look, that would fit right in because there's a lot of emotional eating on this show. Yes, <laughs> I, know, I think I learned it from Sailor Moon. Wait, unfortunately, well, not unfortunately. I mean, I don't know. I don't know whether I mean unfortunately or not. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Anymore. I think we just move on. <laughs> All right, uh, last one, last one. Someone sent us a tweet. Uh, uh, Vanessa sent us a tweet uh, with a little chart that shows uh, what is your Sailor, Sailor Senshi attack name, uh, and it's oh, using okay. the first first uh, letter of your first name, middle name, and last name. So mine would be JDW, which would come out to Shine Oak Turbulence. Uh, okay. Shine Oak Turbulence. Okay. Uh, what's your middle initial, Chris? Uh, J. I am a CJS. CJS. So you'd be Supersonic Heart Typhoon. Oh, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. Uh, Amanda, what's yours? Uh, my middle name's uh, Nora, so it would be A N M. Uh, fire, love me, shaking. <laughs> wow. <laughs> my goodness. That's a Harlequin novel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Devin just came over to look over my shoulder and check out what hers would be. Dead wave turbulence. Dead wave turbulence. That's Ooh, that's that's, that's cool. not. And <laughs> yeah, we share the turbulence, obviously. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway. that is that's good stuff. That is good yeah. stuff. But yeah, I think that's a uh, let's let's uh what, what was mine? Blaster. Heart typhoon. Yeah, yours. Yeah, yours was a uh, supersonic heart, heart typhoon. typhoon. Yeah. All right, well, let's let's supersonic heart typhoon into this week's episode, shall yeah. we? Yeah. All right. Do I need to catch everybody up, Amanda? Oh. Amanda, do you are you familiar enough with the show? Um, do I need to catch I, everybody up? Yeah, oh, let's do, oh, let's do a quick catch up. Wait, wait, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. Uh oh, stop. That just reminds me of something oh. that we have forgotten to talk about every episode for the last like three episodes. Oh, okay. 
something very important. There okay. is a Sailor Business fan response podcast. Oh, that's that's true. We haven't talked about it yet. Midnight Zero. Uh, yeah, it's uh, hosted by uh, Jed. <laughs> Jed Kite uh, puts up a, 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 a thing up on – it's up on uh, YouTube. If you search for Midnight Zero, you'll probably find it. Or if you go to our Twitter, we always retweet when he when he tweets it at us. Uh, I remembered it because he actually gave a, a, a very short summary and uh, said uh, – he rubbed it in your face that you actually take longer than you say you take. No. <laughs> no, that's not true. I usually get it in under five seconds. <laughs> so definitely everybody check out Midnight Zero. It's very fun. For some reason, this the host is, is obsessed with uh, with when we talk about when we make reference to Jedi. I don't understand why. Oh, that's, that's, that's weird. <laughs> that Jed yeah, would be so obsessed with that on the Midnight <laughs> Zero response podcast. <laughs> okay, good. I just wanted to make sure the we, we podcast uh, broadcast from beneath a crepe shop. <laughs> so, Chris, what is the name of this episode? Uh, the the name of this episode in uh, Japan and the translated episode that you can find on Hulu is Artemis's Adventure: The Monster Animal Kingdom. Okay. <laughs> now, Chris, what do you think Deke called it? <laughs> I, I'm going to say. Dog days? Holy fuck. Are you kidding me? Did I get it? Essentially. It says it's dog right. day for Artemis. Oh, that's, yeah. that's almost exactly. I can't Boom. believe you did that. Boom. I can't believe you got it. Nice. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, nailed it. Now I guess because yeah. because you nailed it, you can do as long of a summary as you want. That's your rule. I only need five seconds. Okay, just five seconds then. Okay. Am I on the clock? Oh, I already started a second ago. Oh, shoot. Am I I eating into my time? Yeah, you're eating into your time. You only have four left. Oh, my God. Okay, well, let me me get started here real quick. Um, Okay. Uh, Our heroine is a Sagiskino. She's 14 years old. She's a cancer. Her blood type is O, and her birthstone is a pearl, and she is secretly Sailor Moon, the guardian of love and justice. She battles against evil forces uh, in this season, that is the Black Moon clan, with the help of her teammates. There's uh, Ami Mizuno, the kind-hearted girl genius, who is also Sailor Mercury. There is the hot-headed psychic Rei Hino, who is also Sailor Mars. There's the powerful girl in love, who is also Sailor Jupiter, who is Makoto Kino. And there's Sailor Venus. Uh, Minako Aino. (laughs) (laughs) Not pictured. But to help them out, they also have a pair of yakety yak cats from outer space. There's Luna, uh, who uh, we often separate into regular Luna and British Luna because she was voiced with a uh, very prim and proper British accent in the original dub. But there's also Artemis, and folks, Artemis sucks real bad. Artemis is terrible. (laughs) Artemis is a jerk. And uh, no one likes him, and the show would be fine without him. Uh, Artemis only exists because Sailor V had a cat, <laughs> and so uh, this show needed someone to live in a video game, boss everybody around, and tell Usagi she was fat. He sucks. He sucks. Uh, yeah. And that brings everybody up to speed, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Poor Artemis. But yes, you're right, generally. And yeah. time. Yeah. Yay. Good, you made it. So... Yeah. See, like, uh, there you go. Prove me wrong. Prove that I didn't just do that in five seconds. You can't do it. <laughs> can't be done. So this Ar- this Artemis, well, I meant to say this episode. Uh, this episode starts with Artemis nosing around the kitchen of a fancy restaurant 
and uh, the uh, the cook co- throws a bunch of stuff at him, chases him out, calls him a thief. I mean, that's a bit harsh for a cat. Yeah, but in the the Japanese version and in the new dub, uh, the the first words of the episode are "damn thieving cat," and there's a lot of cussing in this episode. Yeah, uh, like, it was harsh. Little bit a little bit of a a, a a parental advisory warning for the the five year old who listens to the show. Although honestly, if you listen to this show, a couple of dams is not going to bother you. Yeah, we I already swore worse than that when you guessed the name. So yeah, you yeah you said you you dropped the f bomb because I got something right. Yeah, because it was you like jerk. totally out of the blue. You're like it was it was impressive. It was mind blowing. Anyway. <laughs> Let's get back to it. So this French, uh, so yeah, this French chef, Artemis. I, and I gotta say, uh, if you listen to the Deke dub of this episode, the acting of the guy playing the chef is some of the worst acting I've ever heard on this show. <laughs> like he sounds so, he's got all these really angry lines, but he's so like, it. he does not sell it. It is ridiculous and terrible. Yeah. So bad opening. <laughs> Uh, so then we cut to uh, the, uh, the Sukino home where Artemis is there and he's like, oh, man, they were going to kill me. And Luna is just like, yeah, because you were just trying to steal their food. And he's like, no, 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 no. I was looking for the bad guy's base. Can I like, say there's a little yeah. like it smacks of like, <laughs> like uh, so like he's like, yeah, I almost I almost got killed back there. And Luna's like, uh, you were asking for it, looking like a mangy cat walking around. And it's like it was like hella respectability politics, <laughs> like for like on the cat level, just like, oh, you shouldn't have been you should have been lurking around looking like such a mangy cat. Well, she does point out that he's only searching uh, restaurants. Uh, it's true. The, the <laughs> although, although, given the episode, I'm not 100% sure if she's right or if she just assumes that. Because R- there's, yeah. there's a lot I in this episode it. where she just assumes the worst. It's true. And it's like, it makes me feel bad for Artemis because Artemis does kind of suck. But in this episode, a lot of things happen that I don't feel are deserved. <laughs> Well, I Here's mean, my, like this guy should not have tried to murder Artemis. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There is a fr- there is a cast iron skillet thrown at Artemis's head. <laughs> but also so, like okay. It's so crazy. Here's here's the thing about this episode. Artemis and Luna don't like each other. Not so much. Artemis and Luna are co-workers, but they kind of, like, have to be together because they're the only cats on the show. (laughs) And they're also the only talking cats, as far as we know, in the world. Yeah, they're the only cats who might also be people. So, you know, and I mean, look, I've seen I've seen a little bit of the art. I've seen, you know, Artemis and and, and Luna together, which, God, I hope we don't. But I know we're going to see it later on. But like. Artemis and Luna don't like each other. Artemis and Luna are literally just co-workers. Right. And so, like, you've got Artemis being like, oh, I can't believe this guy tried to hit me with a frying pan because I was trying to steal food. And Luna's like, I don't like you. <laughs> like, why are you yeah. here talking to me about this? It's a, I it's don't a, like you. Go it's away. It's classic, classic Sam and Diane, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if, you, if, you, if you say so. Oh, no, yeah. no. There's so, a there's a that's a reference to the 80s. <laughs> go go look it up. Uh, I, I should have said moonlighting. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Sailor moonlighting. Hey! Yeah. No, but here's my question about this this section. Why would Artemis have to steal food? He can talk. 
He's a sentient being. He's smarter than the girls. Shouldn't he just go, buy me some salmon, assholes? I want it. That's a good point. <laughs> well, look, here, here's the thing. Uh, based on what we've seen on the show so far, I don't really feel like Minako likes Artemis either. So. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't like him that much. She gives him a lot of shit as well, yeah. I mean, he's a yeah, dick. Like there's a lot of... Yeah, no, Artemis is horrible. Artemis is I, terrible. He said, I hope she gets fat. Yeah. 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 Rough. The only, Again, the only time that I remember in Sailor Moon history so far from this episode back where he was not the asshole was last episode where all he was doing was going, guys, Venus is a disaster. And she actually was a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> so Luna... Luna, like, you know, Artemis is, like, complaining and laying on the bed and being very dramatic. Again, Artemis did almost just get murdered by a chef, so we can can cut off some slack. And Luna, you know what Luna does? Luna does the thing that Artemis always does to the rest of the cast. Luna's like, hey, get your shit together, Artemis. Right. (laughs) You know, you're, like, stop going to restaurants and trying to steal food. Get your shit together. We're fighting a fucking war here. Sorry, sorry. Uh, and Artemis is like, I don't have to take this, and, and leaves. Well, he tries to leave. Artemis can dish it out all day long, be like, I hope you get fat. You gotta get together. You gotta act like a princess, Usagi. But the second Luna is like, hey, stop stealing food from restaurants and get your shit together, he is out. He is pouting. Because, well, again, I will, I mean, in his gentle defense, I'm not going to do it emphatically, but slightly in his defense, we don't know if that's true or not. Like, we did not see him eating food in that restaurant. We just saw him running for his life. We d- f- it could be Luna assuming the worst, and maybe he's like, I can't believe you think I'm as bad as all these other assholes. We don't know. We don't know. I can't uh, believe you think I'm as bad as Usagi. Yes, the lead of the show. <laughs> so he tries to leave, but unfortunately, the moment he's trying to leave is the exact same moment that uh, Rini opens the door and with her foot and smashes him in the face with a door. Very violently opens the door. <laughs> Very violently. And this is the first of many times in this episode, I, I think, in which Artemis gets injured and blamed for it, even though he is not at fault. <laughs> he was walking towards the door and somebody smashed it into his face and he is thought of as a careless one. <laughs> And also because he's a cat, he has no choice but to lead with his face. It's not like he can reach out for the doorknob. Yeah, that's that right. was what I was wondering. What was he going to do? <laughs> <laughs> he can't get out. Was he going to go up to the door and go, meow, 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 until somebody let him out? That would have been his only You know, that's a, very, that's a very good point. <laughs> yeah. So he, he pieces out and uh, Usagi and Luna are like, uh, no, oh, he does. He leaves. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. First, but well, first he's on the bed. A, like they have a conversation about. Like, yeah, they continue having a conversation about how bad he sucks, and then he and leaves. Broke his room. Uh, Don't forget. Yeah, and they literally then go. Luna does this and hurt? Bank. <laughs> Luna and Usagi are like, ah, oh, maybe we were too hard on him. We should go. We should go find him. And then they leave. And Usagi puts on her fucking talking heads jacket. <laughs> like, I want to talk about this coat. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yep, yep. There is yep. some winter wear going on, and Usagi is wearing a like a pink double-breasted overcoat with the widest lapels I have ever seen. It's huge. It's like the sleeves are too big. I don't know if this is a fashion thing, but she's wearing a gigantic pink men's suit jacket. Uh, can I tell you something, Chris? 
Yes. This is the outfit that Usagi is wearing in the uh, the cell I own from Sailor Moon. Is it really? Yes. Oh, Do you have a cell from this episode? It is not from this episode. Uh, I When I saw the outfit, I went, oh, is this the episode? And I watched for it, and it is not. Um, unfortunately, it's kind of faded. Like... <sighs> It, I still am happy I have it. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, all well, of the, it's like, 23 years old. Yeah, I know. I know it's old. The The black lines of the drawing are have faded a lot. So it's like the black lines are really light and all the colors are very clear. But yeah, she's wearing this ridiculous outfit. Uh, the exact same thing. Uh, Amanda, any thoughts on, on this coat? Would you wear this coat? Uh, yeah. Like there's, <laughs> there's a phase of me that would have worn this coat. Probably not as wide the shoulder. Maybe half as wide. But, like, I don't know. It's pretty great. I like that boxy, like, Charles Barkley suit look. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So from there, we cut to the Aino household where Minako is in her room surrounded by one million stuffed animals. (laughs) There are so many pillow pals. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Minako is 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 one of those people. Yeah. I wrote that down as well. How many stuffed animals could she possibly own? And it's like a billion. Uh, it's yeah. Crazy. My favorite is her stuffed kangaroo that has another stuffed kangaroo in its pouch. Yes, a Joey. It's so cute. It's pretty cute. And so now we get the scene of um of them talking, uh, which of course if if uh, if Mina's talking, that means she's gonna get a. Famous phrase wrong. In this case, in the in the in the sub in the subtitled version, she says, "Fortune favors the old." That's right. Uh, Which is I'm looking. I'm looking at your cell right now. Oh yeah, I just sent. I just sent Chris my cell. Yep. And you were not kidding about the black lines being gone because Sailor Moon has no nose. No, no, she had no nose anyway. It was a cute. It's like a cute face. She looks like Ditto from Pokemon has turned oh. into Sailor Moon. If you look, there it's are lines where her nose is, but they're like weird sideways lines because it's like an embarrassed face. She's making like an embarrassed face. Oh, OK. OK. That um, makes sense. Yeah, then. It's pretty cute. But yeah, that uh, is the coat. And it's even bigger in this cell. It's even baggier. <laughs> and she's oh, wearing the great. same the same uh, aqua s- skorts <laughs> and white shirt as well. Um, anyway, so, so yes. fortune so favors says, the old. Fortune favors the old. Is that the same thing she says in the new dub? Uh, yes. And now, it's, and it's the, what she says in the subtitles, too. So I don't know if that's yes. if that's a transliteration or if that's what she's actually uh, if she's saying a, a, a similar pun phrase in uh, Japanese. In the Deke dub, she says nothing ventilated, nothing gained. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here's the thing about that. I just want to say old phrases are just some dumb thing that somebody said that somebody went. Yeah, that's true. And then they said it a lot. So like. Nothing ventilated, nothing gained. She's kind of right. There. <laughs> is she? But like, is she also, are I'm... old phrases just a thing an old person said for a while? You don't think that there is a little more meaning to it? They're not. Like, yes, ventilated I... is so far from ventured that it's like, what is she? Like, does she know what she's saying at all? No, no, not at all. But, yeah. like, like, you know. Hey, if if you don't let out your 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 bad feelings, Artemis, then you'll never get anywhere. So nothing ventilated, nothing gets. <laughs> and fortune does favor the old because those are the ones who got to say these sayings, and everybody said them all this time. <laughs> oh, so, uh, so it turns out Sailor Venus is like the secret Yoda of this series. Chris, are you giving a dirty look to your microphone? Yeah, what? it's so weird that you knew that was happening. 
<laughs> is it because I called her Secret Yoda or? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, so Artemis runs off to do something bold and uh, ends up getting another injury when he comes around the corner at the same time as Usagi and Luna and uh, Usagi steps on his head. Now, Usagi's tall, it's tiny, right? Usagi's small. She's she's 4'11", very, very athletic, uh, eats a lot, but we could like we could say she's tiny. But she is still coming down on a cat's skull with all of her force <laughs> running. Arte- it's so weird that this episode ends here and Artemis is dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the animation is so intense. You're like, oh, this is this is Artemis's death right now. <laughs> he gets injured so much. My uh, my wife was obsessed in this moment with the the uh, the sign on the wall behind. Them. Oh, the poster! Yeah, I wrote it down. <laughs> the poster is amazing. I don't know what it says, but it's a poster of. Of a cartoon person getting hit by a cartoon car. Uh, and the cartoon car's headlights are angry eyes? <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Presumably uh, saying don't get hit by a car, I guess. I don't know. This is support for my th- fan theory, which is that uh, Sailor Moon is a, actually a prequel to the post-apocalyptic horror nightmare that is Disney Pixar's Cars. <laughs> because where Great. are the people? And that's well, yes. built those roads. That's all. That's the the universe that all Pixar movies are in the same universe theory. No, it's just in continuity with Sailor Moon. Oh, okay, okay. Like it's it's an offshoot. Like if Sailor Moon doesn't stop the Black Moon Clan, then Cars happens. And then when like, at what point? Tokyo and the rest of the world is Cars. And at what point does the do the Cars beat RoboCop? Though is what I want to know. Oh well, I mean that's that's the plot of the uh, the unseen RoboCop four. That oh, I believe uh, I believe Frank Miller was working on that one at one point. <laughs> Listen, I've done my research. Now you do yours. So, as you said, Usagi steps hard on uh, Artemis's head, and uh, Usagi and Luna's response to that having happened is to laugh at him incredibly hard. Also, I don't want to be a foot creep. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I don't want to be an internet anime foot creep. <laughs> Too late. Just saying that. But it is. It is pretty weird to me that Usagi, even even as tiny as she is, her entire foot fits on top of a cat's head. <laughs> yeah. She right. leaves a footprint of her entire foot, and it gets a little on one of the ears, but her entire foot fits on a cat's head. Those are yeah. small feet. Those yeah. are small, small feet. Yeah, I, I guess I guess that explains why she's so clumsy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Maybe so. Maybe that's why she's always, like, falling straight on her face. because right. she's, she's no these... feet. Tiny little feet. microfoot. Um, so, so Artemis runs off, and he. Well, well first, first oh. they're like, "Oh wow, I just stomped on your fucking head uh, with enough force to murder you." <laughs> you suck, Artemis. <laughs> You're so careless. Um, yeah. So Artemis he, is getting it hard today. So then he yeah. runs away, um, and runs to a pile of garbage where someone has, like a fucking dickhead. Throw kittens <laughs> in the trash. Yeah, that's yeah. it's pretty brutal. Fuck you. But the cats were also in like a gift box. <laughs> it was like a really neat box that had a lid. Yeah, no, but that's that's why it's, it's a really like, thoughtful way of discarding a bunch of kittens. No, that's what I'm saying. Disagree. <laughs> that's the worst way because they were like, not only do I not want these kittens where I want them, I don't want anybody to know there are kittens. I definitely want them to die in the dump. Oh yeah, that's what but I mean. It's like, not taped. Surprising. 
I mean, I am, I am, I am not pro. Like, like, we'll find out where you stand on this, uh, Amanda. Jordan, you're obviously pro cat. You yes. have what two? Yes, two cats. Gross. Uh, <laughs> I am I, not a pet person, and I am specifically not a cat person. Oh. Uh, because I cannot, like, I cannot imagine the scenario that would lead to me being okay with a box of poop in my house. <laughs> Listen, that's fair. Uh, I mean, all you need is the, like, the cat poop is the key, because then once toxoplasmosis takes hold in your brain, you can't not have a cat. You'll be addicted to cats. Yeah. I wish this came up during the Butler episode last time I was on. I didn't know you were anti-cat. It's so crazy because he loves that episode and does not like cats. Yeah. No, I I like I, I'm generally not a pet person. Um, I, I like I, I have previously stated I'm not really a child person, and I once described it like I once described it to my mom of all people by saying I don't like anything that can be upset but can't tell me why. <laughs> so mute people you don't like. That's yeah, a good reason. Well, no, I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Alien. But yeah, like I, I, so I'm not like a pet. I, I'm not really a pet person. Uh, but I like, I like pets in the abstract. Like obviously, I like, you know, I like Ace the Bat Hound. I like Pokemon <laughs> a hell of a lot. Right. right. Uh, it's, it's weird. But that I don't like the cat poop. Is where you draw the line, considering that you are such a fan of the cat buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> again, again, in the abstract. <laughs> Like one of the weird things about cats is that cats will make sure you see their buttholes all the time. Absolutely, oh, yeah. cats love to be at eye level with their tails straight up. <laughs> yep. Uh, Amanda, where do you fall on the uh, on the the pet axis? Oh, I'm a total cat person. I have one cat currently, uh, and her name is Gilly, and she is an alpha cat. She's very small. She's basically the size of like a kitten, uh, but she's four years old. And uh, she she likes to have run of the place. She's very talkative. She constantly wants to play. She's adorable. Um, but yeah, like, I love cats. I love cats. Okay, so then it's fair to say that I am the person on the show who likes cats the least. Yes. Yes. Like, do not like them. Don't want to live with them. Probably D- don't really all of our see the appeal. Ever. Probably of all of our guests ever, I am the most anti-cat. It, well, actually. <laughs> Honestly, do you want to know when I was in love with Aiden? Do you want to know oh. when we fell in love with each other? I'm afraid if uh, when I knew killing a cat. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, no. <laughs> it's when we were driving around talking about uh, pet ownership. Aiden likes dogs. I don't. I don't like pets in general. But we were talking about cats and how neither one of us would ever want to live with a cat. And at the same time, at the exact same time, we said in unison, "I mean, they shit in a box." <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I was like. This is the one for me. So, uh, so <laughs> I would say I am the most anti-cat. I'm still not gonna throw a box of cats in the trash. <laughs> right. right. I'm, I'm not like, gonna listen. Like I'm not gonna throw them. In, I'm not gonna throw living creatures in the fucking garbage. <laughs> Absolutely. Because this is the thing. Like obviously, there are ways that you're supposed to do things with cats if you don't want your your fucking cats that your your the kittens that your cat had. But like. Even of the shitty things you could do with them, like this is pretty low on it because it's like put them in a box with the lid open so somebody might see them and take them. How about that? Nope. Let's cover <laughs> them up. Thankfully, the qu- the cover coincidentally falls off. And Artemis is like, what? What's this? Kittens. It's a box of cats. <laughs> and, <laughs> are and are then, you also people? And then a creepy guy <laughs> drives up 
that makes Artemis very suspicious, and he sees the kittens, and he just takes them. I mean, you say a creepy guy, but it's just a guy with a beard. Right, but he's got a trench coat on, and his car is dirty. And listen, I'm, I'm, I'm giving Artemis the benefit of the doubt because it turns out he's wrong. This is not a creepy guy at all. Right. <laughs> trying to make Artemis not look like a total asshole <laughs> where he might actually be. I mean, yeah, he's okay, just a like, dumpy I don't, guy. Like, yeah, he did just pull a box of cats out of the trash. So I think you could probably be like, well, that guy's probably like pulling cats out of the trash. He's probably not a terrible person. Well, yeah, like, as long as he's not like picking the box up and saying, oh, I can't wait to fuck all these cats. <laughs> like, like, like he'd have to be very clearly doing something sinister. He was so nice. Well, but we don't we don't know. We don't know what he is yet. But then we see that he gives a cat, a, a dog, I mean, a stray dog, some dog treats. And he takes the dog right. in his car, too. And so at this point, he seems a little bit nicer, but his car is still dirty. <laughs> yeah. So Look, I drive still a, suspicious. I drive a 16, my car is 16 years old, so I am on this guy's side. <laughs> Listen, I'm with you, too. He's a nice guy. It turns out he's a nice guy. But Artemis is immediately suspicious because he saved these cats. Okay, so we cut to Esmerad uh, walking down the street. And I also want to mention that her coat is huge. Yep. She is also wearing a gigantic, uh, it's a purple fur coat over her usual green ensemble. For a moment, and, it sounds uh, like it everybody's also, laughing at it. <laughs> it is also gigantic. And she is, again, dowsing for dark energy. And she finds out that there's a place called the Great Animal Kingdom that is also uh, ripe with dark energy, which is weird. Right. And then everyone starts laughing at her. Yes. And everyone is laughing at her, not because of her coat, but because she is being micturated upon oh, by science. a dog. It's oh science? That's <laughs> vocabulary, Jordan. There's a dog peeing. It's actually, I've seen the Big Lebowski, is what that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's just, a, it's, the dog isn't on anyone's leash, just a random dog. I think <laughs> he's from the Great Animal Kingdom. Okay, great. And like... His face is so placid. He's like, it's so relieving to piss on her boot. I love that so much. And, and there's a giant crowd of people just laughing at her, which I feel like, I feel like that wouldn't happen, right? No, it wouldn't happen. In real life, if, if you, if you were in a crowd of people and you all saw a dog peeing on a woman, you probably wouldn't all just crack up laughing. You probably. No. Just awkwardly pretend you didn't see it. Yeah. I'd be like, yo, that is gross. That is gross. Yo, that is gross. <laughs> yo, like that is gross. You gross now. Because you know what? Because you know what? We don't let people just pee on the streets. Like, I, I, well, I mean, I mean, look, I've been to, I've been to New York. Yeah. I know that you do up there. That's... Yeah, it's totally fine. <laughs> but, like, again, to it. people... I don't know why we're okay with animals, but anyway, that's like, that's, that's on me. I realize that's a me thing. Don't at me. Don't email. <laughs> I know. So, uh, Esmerod chases the dog into the great animal kingdom. And then two very important things happen. Wait a minute. I just noticed the second one. I didn't notice it the first time. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, uh, the first is that Ami and Makoto show up yeah. together because right. they are spending time together because they are lovers. Because they go to school together. Go on. Because they're no, because they're girlfriends. Look, it's clearly a Sunday. 
Jordan. Okay, they are yeah, not. They're, they're not in uniform. This yeah. is clearly a day off. All right. That doesn't mean uh, so they're lovers. But go on. No, I mean, it, well, look, they are spending time together as a pair or couple, which is a synonym for that. <laughs> okay, continue. Uh, the second is that uh, Makoto is Shingoing. <laughs> she is. I just don't know. Now, that. Amanda, I don't know if you've been been keeping up with the show. Do you know about Shingoing? No. It's <laughs> okay. Every time we see Shingo, uh, aka Sammy, uh, Usagi's brother, he is standing with his hands behind his the hands behind his head and his elbows pointed straight up. <laughs> because like, that's the thing. Like, Which is I, a, great. Oh yeah, I, that totally makes sense. I put yeah. my hands behind my head a lot. Like I do, mm-hmm. but I put them like. You usually keep your elbows akimbo. Exactly, right? exactly. You make like a triangle with your arms, like right. so that mm-hmm. your arms are going straight out from the sides of your head, and then they come back in. Whereas they do it, they put their hands like again, like on the back of their neck, I guess, because their arms go like straight up the sides of their head. It's so weird. Yeah. That seems uncomfortable for longer <laughs> no. than like a second. It's like an animator's no. exercise. <laughs> yeah, well, we have been informed. I think it might be an animator thing yeah. because we have been informed because uh, we put out the call like, hey, does anyone actually do this? Right. And one of our listeners uh, sent us a picture uh, where, where they were shingoing and uh, said that it's a good stretch. And it's like, I'm, you know, I'm sitting here recording a podcast. I'm slouching a lot. I'm kind of hunched over my notepad looking at my notes. And yeah, like when I take a little break to Shingo, it, uh, it, is, it feels yeah, pretty I'm good. Doing it right now, it feels pretty good. I can't sustain this. Yeah, but, but you're not yeah, gonna, yeah, you're not gonna leisurely is, walk down is, the street doing that, right? Yes. <laughs> the thing is, it is not a, it's not a position that I feel like is casual. No, like, <laughs> it's very uncasual. Like I don't, I don't really know what to do with my hands <laughs> when they're back there. <laughs> Yeah, mine are just sort of flat on each other. Like, it's like a weird dance thing. <laughs> now, uh, another listener sent us a picture from uh, an anime called Ghost Stories. And it's a picture of, of someone shingoing uh, next to someone who's not. And he is saying, leave me alone. I'm doing my standard anime elbows up pose. <laughs> <laughs> So I honestly think, like, this is a thing that is apparently, it's not just Shingo. This is a thing that happens across anime. And I am, I'm really, I'm thinking, Amanda, you might be onto something with the idea that it's a, that it's an animation thing. Because if you're using your arm, if you're drawing, if you're hunched over a drawing table, that is a great stretch for an animator. Yeah. And so it's probably just someone, somebody like, well, this person should be doing something a little more interesting than just standing around. And it stuck. That is my theory. That is my current working theory on Shingoing. Yeah, I, I, I'm bought in. I, I think so. <laughs> uh, so again, keep on sending us pictures of, of the hot new trend, Shingoing. <laughs> Let's get this trending. Hashtag Shingoing. Yeah. So Ami and, and Makoto are not having a great date, by the way, <laughs> because uh, Ami has her nose buried in a book, of course. And but she, she is, but, she, but she's not reading a math book. She's not reading a math book. This is uh, she. She's into learning English now, so she is memorizing her hundredth English vocabulary word of the day. Yeah, she's learning a hundred words a day. Now, this is going to be important. I want you. I want you all to keep this in your mind until next week's episode. Ami yes. says, "Do you think a hundred English words a day is too little?" And then uh, her girlfriend gets a big sweat drop. Yeah. So I, the only the only word I can read from her book is the word produced. 
Well, she's she's up to the peas. So let's see how many words are there in the English language. <laughs> she, we can figure out how long she's been doing this. <laughs> when I uh, when we saw this episode, if if you remember, uh, my wife uh, has the, the the motivational images of Amy up on her wall from when she used to study for med school, and so she saw that and she was like, I should because she works in a neighborhood now that has a lot of Spanish speakers, and she's like, I should be memorizing a hundred Spanish words a day. And I was like, that's silly. Um, and then we watched the Deke version where Amy says she's memorizing her hundredth Spanish word of the day. And my wife was like, oh, no, <laughs> no, I have to do it. So there you go. Um, so w- as they stand in front of this place, uh, the creepy guy drives by. The guy's not creepy. Drives by. Apparently, Artemis got himself caught by that guy because he's in that guy's car. Except, wait, no, that doesn't work. I, hang on. Because he's not in the group of pets that that guy gives to the place in a moment. No, I think Artemis is it, like snuck into the guy's car. He snuck into the yeah. guy's car. Yeah. I, I, I think we just missed it. Well, I mean, yeah, we didn't see he, it, yeah. Yeah, because he says, uh, like, we, we see Artemis watching the car and then uh, the door closes. But, and I think Artemis is supposed to have snuck into the car, but they don't they don't actually show it. Okay. So then a weird thing happens in the Deke dub where uh, for this shot of the tree and the 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 place being so lovely uh guess what they play the uh the they don't they don't play the dark kingdom music they play alan's flute that is apparently that is their tree song Right. They just play Alan's flute over the scene. We were somebody like, was just looking for incidental music to fill up the scene, and they found the file labeled "tree." Had <laughs> <laughs> been scratched out. Great. Yeah, you find out. Yeah, this is a nice place. This is a nice place for animals. They love animals here, and they take very good care of them. And this guy was a nice yeah. guy, and he he brought these animals here t- to help them. Uh, not to. They have one tree. Them, as you they can all hang out around. <laughs> they have a tree. Yes, it's a nice tree. And a um, bunch of cages. <laughs> but those are. For, but that's for the sick ones or the dangerous ones. It's not. It's a nice place. This is a good place. Um, yeah. And they. Yeah. And they. And they have cats and they have dogs and uh, looks like there's a raccoon. I think. Uh, there's a, some rabbits in there. There's rabbits in there. Yeah, and there may be some more animals that we'll see later. Maybe. Hmm. Uh, mm. <laughs> Anyway, uh, and uh, so, yes, these animals are super lucky to have been picked up, except Esmeralda shows up and zaps the shit out of them. We get a really cool shot here where uh, Esmeralda is framed like a full body shot of Esmeralda is framed by her own face. Like they've taken uh, they've taken a shot of her face and split it down the middle and kind of like opened it on a hinge. So it makes like a little triangle. So we have this full body shot of Esmeralda uh, shooting out green lightning and then her own face closes on it, which is a it's so weird, but I really like it. It's a really cool shot. It's very stylized. Yeah, yeah I agree. It's, it's very comic booky because it looks like panels. Oh, yeah. It's, so then things get weird. So she summons her droid like she always then does. Things get weird. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is where you think things get weird. Yes. <laughs> Yes, everything so far is totally sensible. Uh, because this is the thing. The droid, because because I've lost, I think they've lost the thread regarding these energy points. I, I honestly uh-huh. do. Because again, you go back to the classic uh, old stuff 
it was all relatively straightforward. If it was Jedi, he was like, they're going to take these things. Those things that they take are going to drain their energy. And then the energy belongs to us. Done. Uh, if it's if it was um, who was the one that was peak energy? Uh, 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 Neflite. He's like, this person's going to be at their peak energy. They're going to produce the most energy they ever will. We're going to take that energy and we're going to have it done. Like everything was relatively straightforward. This one is. We're going to do stuff. <laughs> I'm going to be out of place and stuff happens. And as a result of stuff, we get energy. What? In this, this happens in this episode. This also happens in the next episode. I have no idea in what capacity these things result in energy. I, okay. The energy feeds the dark henge. Then the dark henge basically poisons the spot, I think is how it goes. No, no. I'm but with the, you there. But where does the energy come right. from? Because what's going to happen in this episode is they're going to possess dogs and dogs are going to attack people. Yeah, what, like what's the, the energy? Thing. What's going on? What? How does that help the, the end? Worst, the worst thing you can do in this plan is send a droid, right? Like the monster is the worst part of the plan because the monster is gonna like just have somebody show up and look around. <laughs> right. Just put, like if you just put a glass statue of a nude Esmeralda in the basement, <laughs> then people are gonna be like, "Well, that's weird," but they're not gonna, you know, the sailor scouts aren't gonna come around looking. I mean, because because it seems like something has to change. Like I I would assume. Yeah, I'm assuming that just letting this place run as a normal, helpful animal shelter would not produce dark energy and feed the henge. But I don't understand what the end game is from dogs attacking people, because how long is that going to happen? How long is that going to work? Like one afternoon, dogs attack people. Then someone comes in and kills all the dogs. (laughs) And then it's over. (laughs) They're not going to go, oh, that's the dog attacks people place. Like, if you go there and dogs attack you, it's cool. Like, that's good. The no, dogs it's, attack it's over. people place. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> but then, even weirder, is that dogs don't just attack people. The droid possesses this, these dogs, this dog and the cats. And then her first act is to go, check this out. They're going to walk on their hands. <laughs> They're going to do handstands. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> for Esmeralda's amusement, to make her laugh, apparently. A uh, quick update: I just spoke to Aiden when I went to go get some more coffee. She is pro Furious Minute. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> We're doing this. Good. Wait, Furious Minute? Wait, that's the no, no. Wait, that's the minute by minute version. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're doing it. You know, the it. good version. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> the version where we're doing that podcast for nine years? Longer. At least you know what you're doing for nine years. It's comforting. I, like, if we weren't in the middle of recording this show, I would right now go and find out how many minutes each episode was and see how long that would be. It's going to be ridiculous. I took the liberty of doing the math, and the total runtime of the Fast and Furious series is 821 minutes which is 821 episodes, which is roughly 15.8 years worth of episodes if you're doing only one a week. Maybe it can be like Furious 15 where we do 15 (laughs) minutes at a time. Or maybe we call it Furious 7 and we do 7 minutes at a time. And then when Furious 8 comes out, we call it Furious 8 and do 8 minutes at a time. Oh my god. Just every every year or so when they put out a new movie, we up it. Exactly. So let's talk about this droid. Let's go back to the droid. Destroyed. Uh, and her stupid pet. Now tech. her name in her name in Japanese is uh, Dakuba. Right. Uh, this is translated in the new dub as Dog Bar. Uh, yeah. So I'm pretty sure she was saying Dogbert, and I'm a hundred percent gonna back that up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Every so time now she her said name is Dogbert. <laughs> yeah. She, I mean, it, Dogbert was hell bent on Earth uh, <laughs> domination. <laughs> Uh, 
Von Burt was also created by uh, an inept evil person. Exactly. <laughs> Dog, Dog Burt whip crack. <laughs> now, what is what's her name in uh in the Deke Dog? Animal Jordan? Instinct. That's yes. her name. That's not the title <laughs> no, of the episode. That's the name of the the droid, or as. Okay, well, that's dumb. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. That's, like, the name of, like, a CVS perfume. God. Uh, Animal instincts. So, yeah, animal Uh, instincts. So, yeah, dog bird. Now, I... I, The design of this droid is all over the map. She's clearly supposed to be kind of based on an animal trainer, right? Because she has a whip. Right. No, is that a whip? And I kind of like a, a costume. I guess it's a whip. You're right. Yeah, it's a whip. I mean, she crafted yeah, like a whip. Right. It kind of like really all over the map. I don't like this is not one of the more innovative designs. I, I don't think I'm not a huge fan of it. Got that wide 1993 belt. though. <laughs> and and a, a, a thigh belt or whatever that is. A, yeah, a thigh belt. She's she's ready to join X-Force. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can say that because I love those guys. So anyway. Good times. So she uh, turns into one of the one of the doctors. She makes the animals do some handstands and do some animal tricks, which are very evil. Like, it's so dumb. Why Uh, does that happen? Also, you know know what I think would be more telling than like the first time they see these animals doing their weird tricks. Everybody's like, oh, look at that. That's so cute. If I saw animals walking on their hands while their eyes glowed red, I'd be like, I got to (laughs) move. Yeah, there's like a kid that's like, Daddy, I want that. I was like, you want that that cat on its hind legs with bl- like glowing bright purple eyes? <laughs> like it should be clear to everyone that there's something amiss. Yeah, like I would be like, how do I get out of the country? What's the fastest way to get out of Japan? <laughs> so then we cut back to the, uh, the, 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 the Usagi house is what I was going to say, which makes sense. The, the Kino household. household in Usagi's bedroom. Shout out to the chicken clock sitting up on the on the shelf yep. above the bed. They're having a little sailor business meeting in uh, in her bedroom, and they misinterpret everything uh, in a fun way. In the sense that they go, "Wait, so Artemis was at this animal shelter?" And they're like, "Yeah, it's a really nice place for animals. It's super awesome. Like animals get to chill and relax. Like, yeah, they think that he's just." Like, screw the Sailor Scouts, screw any responsibility we have to fight evil. I'm just going to go live in this uh, animal shelter because it's super nice. Like, forget that. And that's terrible. I'm going to go be, like, live among normal cats (laughs) who do not talk and are not sapient creatures. Yeah. Yeah, which, again, would be creepy and weird. (laughs) And and Usagi specifically says, like, uh, yeah, it's because of Luna, because Luna's always being mean to him. And I'm like... Well, Usagi, you're the one who stomped on his head and then laughed. <laughs> so maybe you don't throw all the responsibility onto Luna. And also, here is here is my question. Uh, I wrote this down. What is the downside of Artemis dying? <laughs> oh my God. What is the downside of Artemis not being you around anymore? Am I? Yes. Am I? Do we do we need two talking cats? I'm sh- I'm sure he's going to come in very very useful sometime soon. Oh I'm gonna keep an Are eye. you? I'm gonna keep an eye out for it, and then I'm gonna point it out. Good thing he didn't die in that other episode. Okay, I'll we'll see right. how long that takes. What episode are we in now? Seventy nine. Let's uh, keep track of that. Complete. He's been only been completely unnecessary for eighty episodes. Hey, hey, he guided uh, <laughs> Venus in in London. Uh, okay, in London when Venus had to like fake her yes, death. Yes, he was in on all that. Um, also, here's what I think this, about this scene. This scene reveals something about Usagi. 
<laughs> and her feelings about Luna's nagging. But she's just like, secretly, I just sometimes wish I could just leave all this shit and be like, oh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> obviously, it's just like, yeah. Like, yeah. if only there was a sanctuary for people where they didn't talk and they could just sit under a tree and eat treats all day. <laughs> oh, that actually does sound ideal. There you go. Uh, I'll go there. That sounds amazing. Oh, <laughs> uh, poor, poor Luna. And so, yeah, so she gives Luna that shit and she's like, you have to go apologize to him and get him back. This is your responsibility because you scared him off. And she's like, oh, I don't want to. So, uh, back at, uh, so, so they also say that, like, uh, yeah, Great Animal Kingdom has alligators oh, yes. and giant snakes oh, yes. and tigers, which they have dogs and rabbits and cats. Like, I feel like they would right. not let the cats hang out with the alligators. Yeah, it is not a zoo. Yeah. But the fantasy sequences of Artemis being scared by animals is pretty adorable. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't understand this park. It's like Zootopia with no rules. No, it doesn't really have crocodiles. <laughs> They're just idiots, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and then Venus goes, and then next time you see him, he'll be a ghost. <laughs> and then Chibi shows up and says, if, we're going to, if you're going to a zoo, I'm coming. And they're like, no way. And she's like, I'm going to tell Mamachan. And then they're like, okay. But then they don't actually take her. So it's even weirder. But they don't actually take her. Because, like, <laughs> I feel like, why is she going to tell Mamo? And what's Mamo going to think? Where, like, when Usagi's like, yeah, she thought we were talking about the zoo, but we were talking about something that wasn't a zoo. Like, we were, like she wanted to go to the zoo, but we were talking about a different location. I mean, that said, a kid right. would probably love to go to this animal shelter where there's just a bunch of awesome cats and dogs running around being cool. I mean, that's true. Also, also, it's an animal shelter where you can go adopt animals. I don't think they have fucking alligators and tigers. <laughs> they that you can don't. Go right. Of course they don't. That's preposterous. But they will have some more animals very soon. So uh, we cut back to uh, Great Animal Kingdom. And uh, Artemis is like, hey, awesome. Everything's okay. Time to go home. And then he starts seeing the dogs and cats do weird, weird tricks. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't understand why. Why does Dogbert think that the most important thing is to get dogs and cats to do tricks first before they start biting people? If you're a bunch of a bunch of frowny ass dogs with purple eyes doing a pyramid. Yes. And then the eyes glow red and they start attacking people violently. This is some of the most violent shit we've seen on the show, by the way, because there's like the animation style changes. It, 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 it becomes a little more uh, painted, like a little more watercolory. And we see like a dog biting a guy's arm and cats like scratching at people's yeah. eyes. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, it's terrifying. So strange. The whole thing is so weird. I don't know. Yeah. And again, now everybody has, I mean, okay. <laughs> Let's put aside for a moment the absolute 100% true fact that if that happened in real life, the next thing that would happen would be they'd come in and then kill all these animals. Let's put aside that fact. Yes. Right. Yeah. Is, like, sadly, that is like if a if a dog bites a human and it, like as a pack of dogs, <laughs> those dogs are not long for right. the world. I'm sorry. Right. So let's put that aside for a moment. Earmuffs. Kid. <laughs> what again? What is Dogbird's plan here? Even if they don't come back and murder them. <laughs> Nobody's going to come back to this fucking place. Is it just enough that these possessed dogs are running around ruling this place that that's going to build up the energy? If it was like 
if the dogs were like transferring dark energy, like it, like if it was kind of a zombie thing, but they're not <laughs> like where they were biting and like then the people like had the dark energy in them, but they're not like it's just like, no, dogs attack people, people left. And then now animal control is going to roll in with like. <laughs> fucking shotguns. Yeah. yeah, like, where are all these people, like, freaking out and, like, uh, threatening lawsuits and, you know, the normal things people would do if they were mauled by animals? Yeah, well, instead, they all run to one public phone. Yeah. Well, first, first we get the scene with Luna, though. Oh, right, right, so, right. So, so Artemis is being chased by one dog. And also, how does this work? Artemis is being chased by one dog. And, uh... He jumps over a garbage can, and then Luna is in the garbage can and goes, Artemis, get in here. And he gets in there, and then the dog jumps over the can and keeps going. How does this fucking trick the dog? Because how does the dog not see him get into the can? I don't have an answer. Also, dogs can smell things. That's one of those key dog elements. They can smell real good. (laughs) But all right, I guess dark energy supersedes that. So then Luna is a fucking dick face. Because, again, Luna has been specifically sent here to apologize to Artemis and get him to come home. And Artemis is like, what are you doing here? And she's like, nothing. Just I just was here. Shut up, dick. And it's like, what? And so then he's like, well, then fine, I'm leaving. And then she goes, oh, I came here to help you, asshole. And it's like, you didn't say that. Like Luna, this is the only time that like yeah. Luna and Artemis act like there might be a a quote unquote romance between them. But it's a romance in the like in that Luna is acting like a eleven year old boy who doesn't right. know how to deal with his feelings. Right. Uh, it's so frustrating. yeah. It feels it kind of feels uncharacteristic because she's normally taking the high road. Uh, <laughs> she's so petulant. Yeah, like wouldn't like wouldn't it make more sense if Luna's like. Like, yeah, uh, I came here to apologize because you're, you know, because I didn't want you to put yourself in such a dangerous situation. Right. And then right. and then Artemis being like, like, yeah, well, I got to put myself into a dangerous situation. Otherwise, I'm just some clumsy cat. Right. Like Artemis should still be mad about it. And Luna's would be like, yeah, fine. You know what? You are a clumsy cat. Get bent. But instead, it's the opposite like, of that. Instead, it's it's Luna being weird. Yeah, because, yeah, because Luna just and insults yeah. him and then he's like leaves and then she's like, I don't know why you're leaving. I came here to help. And it's like, no, you came here to shit on me, apparently. Again. God, Luna. I love you. Yeah. Don't do be that way. Not cool. Yeah, because then Luna acts like, uh, I came here to help, and now you're, like, fucking rejecting me, so you can go suck a dick. And it's like, you didn't say that you came here to help. You said you came here because you were just passing by, and then you said that you had to help because he was fucking everything up. So it's not shocking that he thinks you're an asshole. And then, of course, as he's jumping away majestically, she calls out to him, and then he slips and uh, on a can and uh, smashes his face into the ground. Oh, God. Then we get to the payphone. Yeah, so then 20 people, let's see, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, yeah, 20 people bum rush a payphone to call the police instead of, like, a couple of people going for the phone and, like, the rest of them hopping over this three-foot-high fence that is between them and a place where there are not savage dogs. Uh, the dogs can get over that fence, Chris. <laughs> and they... The dogs can get over that fence, but you know what? Like, the people could also get over that fence. Instead of crowding around the right. phone. Uh, by, so, at this point, by uh, this point, one new animal has joined in. There are ducks. There are now evil ducks <laughs> joining yep. the fray. Well, evil evil duck ducks bird. are pretty great. Yeah. Duck birds. I love, yeah, I love those duck birds. <laughs> 
Uh, and then uh, Tippy Toe shows up oh. because you know how pay- you've seen a payphone, right? Like they're, they're not common anymore, but you've seen you've seen payphones. You know how they always yeah. have visible wires that go straight up to the nearest <laughs> telephone pole, right? Just coming out of the back of the phone. Yep, yep. You know how payphones are exactly like phones in your house. So uh, yeah, so a squirrel chews on that and cuts off the phone, which that's pretty great that like squirrels are now thinking like we need to we need to cut off their communication we need to isolate them <laughs> so then she starts using oh, her man. whip on people and they, and she yeah, dogbert shows up and starts using her whip right, right, right. yeah and she's electrocuting a dude but maybe she's draining his energy i don't know and the reason i don't know is because we don't really get the outcome of it they just don't think it matters yeah. what's happening. But it, we see we see the dark hinge is growing yes. now. So, but we don't like again. I'm not really clear why. Because yeah, like I said, if the goal of this thing is to continually drain people's energy, you're gonna get these twenty people, and that's it. There, nobody else is coming back here to 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 get caught by these dogs. They're gonna bomb it from orbit. Yeah. No, they're not gonna do that. But anyway, so then uh, oh, and in fact, and not only that, but the twenty people aren't gonna get drained because then we see Venus and. Uh, and uh, Serena standing outside the gates and at least like six or seven of those people run out the gates. They're fine. Okay. So this means, this means that like Luna left to go like go quote unquote apologize to Artemis. And then like 10 minutes later, Usagi and uh, Minako were like, I guess we probably go check on our cats. (laughs) Like they did, like they didn't go with Luna. No, and and like they show up later. And the rest of their friends didn't go with them. And none of them brought Chibiusa, who they promised to bring. <laughs> so yeah. it makes no sense. Yeah. That sailor business planning session was totally pointless. Yeah, that was just a hangout. That was just a group hang. Yeah, yeah. Where they all left a couple at a time, apparently. Anyway, so they transform because they see the screaming people, and we get the full Sailor Moon and Sailor Venus transformations. Yeah. Uh, and that takes a bunch of time, so I'm skipping through it. <laughs> <laughs> it sure does. It seems to take un- unusually longer, this episode. Am I crazy? Oh, it's hard to say. Yeah, it may no. just have been the pacing at that point in the episode. <laughs> Now, uh, refresh, uh, refresh my memory. Like the last time you were here, Amanda, since since we've got some transformation sequences going on, uh, you're you were last here the last episode before Venus showed up. Yeah, I think so. So because Venus shows up in episode 35, you were here for 33 or for three. No, uh, she shows up in 33. You were here for 31 and 32. Yeah. Uh, so do you do you have any thoughts on 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 Minako? Uh, no. OK, I mean, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically right. I I acknowledge she's there and she is pretty. <laughs> she is pretty and also there. Um, yeah, I don't think anything really changes other than superfluous cat and uh, another transformation to sit through. <laughs> yeah, this is like, look, that's the struggle that we've had with Minako. Yeah, like I remembered really liking her. And then, like, she is, at this point in the show, she is by far my least favorite scout. Like, by far. Yeah, and it's Which, like... Because I know, like, I want her to be good, and I want her to be as good as she is in, in Codename Sailor V, but... You like Sailor Pluto more? Well, I, we... <laughs> she's, Sailor Pluto... Pooh is not really on the team I know, yet. I'm just... I don't think she ever really... Means. But you know what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking guarding the doors of, of space-time. So... Yeah, I can hang with that. <laughs> 
So we cut back to uh, uh, Dogbert, and Dogbert is standing over a lot of dead. <laughs> well, again, I was going to say dead people. I should say unconscious people. Uh, we don't know quite how many, but a bunch. No, it's a massacre, dude. <laughs> he murdered. She murdered them all. Uh, Artemis is uh, fuming in the bushes. He's so mad. He's like, "How can I? I can't let the. I can't let this happen." So he pounces out, but is immediately taken down by a couple of other cats who who uh, attack back at him. Okay, no, that's not entirely accurate. No? These are the kittens from the box. Oh, you're right. No, you're right. He is hit. He is hit four by kittens. kittens. Four kittens. It is basically like if you were trying to punch someone and four babies were trying to stop you. Kittens are more competent than human babies in their defense. I mean, look, that is true. <laughs> but they are also like one third the size of Artemis. But there's four of them, so that's still bigger than them. Uh, I mean, look, <laughs> they, have, they have dark power strength. But yeah, Artemis is like, Artemis's big heroic leap is stopped by a fucking quartet of tiny baby kittens. Okay, now this part is important. Because now there's a couple of things I need to talk about. So Dogbert has all the animals okay. surround Artemis so that she can make an example of him. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, she doesn't talk about the fact that there's a talking cat here all of a sudden or, hey, why isn't this cat under my control? They don't address any of those things. But there's yeah. also Artemis speaks in right. English to the other totally. cats, which I think is totally. hilarious. Yeah. Or Japanese, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. guess. Speaks human language. Um, th- this thing happens twice, once now and then once in a few minutes with Luna, where a dog kicks a cat with its front paws and it's like the weirdest animation I've ever seen. And I love it. Yeah. When a dog like, you know, reaches, reaches up, reaches forward with his leg. It's like a pinball flipper. <laughs> it just, just smacks him. Uh, so that's the first thing. Yeah. Second of all, I want to talk about yeah, it's great. the animal additions we have in this scene, because first of all, yes. there's two sheep. <laughs> there's two sheep. I'm like, yeah. Were there were there wild sheep in Tokyo that somebody had to Maybe. round up? Like that's fascinating to me. Also, like what? Also, like what do they bring to the table? I don't know. <laughs> I don't really see them do anything cool. No, they just stand. But there. it does make for a more interesting lumberjack match. <laughs> <laughs> and then they reveal there are also two monkeys. Yes, yes. <laughs> they are dicks. Like what monkeys? <laughs> These are abandoned monkeys. I mean, I guess they could have been abused monkeys, which is also terrible. But uh, why? And so then the monkeys, one of the monkeys takes a rope and throws it up Artemis's butt, but not, not actually up Artemis's butt. It really wraps yeah, around it, his leg, but it's right up there in the crack of his butt. Oh, yeah. And Definitely. It really looks like it goes up his butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i'm sorry but that was really funny <laughs> it's great i love a good butt rope <laughs> chris your thoughts on the butt rope <laughs> no thoughts <laughs> great continuing to move on oh but then luna attacks the monkey who's holding the butt rope and a a beautiful drop kick on that monkey yep. yeah and Luna joins in, and Luna's like, what are you doing? And, he, and Artemis, one of the things we haven't mentioned is Artemis's motivation, which is, it's... Hey, by the, by the yep. way, by the way, it's not a monkey, no tail, it's no, an was ape. it? What kind of an ape was it? Yeah. It looked like a monkey to me. Don't know. Just know that's the difference. Yeah, monkeys and apes are right, the same cool. thing, basically. Uh, <laughs> please don't at me. Uh, that's uh, at Crackshot with an O. Um... <laughs> no, it's like Jordan doesn't read the emails. So. Actually, thank you for saying crack shot with a no. 
Oh, <laughs> with a zero for an O. With a zero for an O. So, apologies to at Crackshot, who's going to get all the monkey uh, <laughs> So anyway, um, <laughs> she texts the monkey. <laughs> Hashtag not on primates. Artemis's uh, Artemis's motivation. It's it's this very uh, like uh, male ego kind of thing that he's like I have to like regain my pride. I have to distinguish myself by doing something on my own that I can be like I did it's, this. It's feline toxic masculinity yeah. is what it is. Yes, absolutely. So that's what he's telling her, and she's like, no, don't. And she almost cries in the middle of this circle of animals. I, if she if she didn't cry, like they had to add those tears because otherwise she's just saying Artemis. Please stop. <laughs> like, please stop. You're going to get yourself killed. You idiot. And then Dogbert whips her and uh, that knocks her to the side. And then the dog kicks her, too, <laughs> with his same animation. <laughs> Just Great. with a black cat this time. It's it, it's and it's so weird because of the possession and the fact that there's no expression on the dog's face. Like, you're right. Pinball flipper is the exact right analogy for it. It's just. Doosh, doosh, yeah. doosh, doosh, doosh. So now Luna's hurt. And Artemis is like, oh, now it goes down. <laughs> He's going <laughs> to. Yeah, except that they immediately run away. <laughs> well, no. They're about right. to get their asses kicked. And Venus, love me chain, destroys the whip. Uh, and they, yeah, to, to help get them away. So then we get a shot of uh, Usagi and Minako standing back to back. And Minako is, is all hair. Just so much <laughs> it's hair. It's cascading yeah. over Usagi's uh, shoulders. It's like they didn't know when to stop drawing hair. Because we see, we do not see any of Usagi's ponytails. We just see Minako's hair, and then we get, then we get one of the best lines, probably the best line of the episode, as uh, Minako quotes Rick Ross, what, and says, "God and Buddha might forgive you, but I won't," <laughs> which is badass. Yeah. So this part is weird. Then, this part is another one of those really weird parts that makes no sense to me. She okay. sends all the animals after them, except she doesn't. Because the animals don't really attack them. There's one instance where a dog snaps at Usagi and a cat scratches at Venus. But otherwise, it's just gazillions of animals running past them. Okay, now this doesn't make sense no. to you? Okay, so in your mind, you, no, you're, you're an editor, yeah. Jordan, by yes. trade. I, in, You're, in fact, my editor at, at Marvel Comics. Yes. If I brought you a script... And I was like, okay, now in this part, the hero is going to kick a bunch of dogs. No. <laughs> you'd, you'd be like, yeah, that sounds good. Let's I mean, do listen, that. I edit. That'll, that'll really get people on, on, on the same is page it, is with it us. Deadpool? Because he could probably get away with it. Yeah. But, uh, oh, I don't think he could. I've, I think you'd get away with it. I've actually had Deadpool kill a lot of animals. And I don't mean had, like, I was like, uh, writer, why don't you kill a couple of animals? <laughs> I'm being like, hello, Deadpool. Yes, I have another one for no, you. No, but I've, 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 uh, I've had, uh, I've done comics where Deadpool kills quite a few animals. I mean, I don't know if you remember. There was, there was one where he, <laughs> he electrocuted an elephant, a poor fucking elephant, for no reason. Holy shit! <laughs> I mean, I for mean, no like, reason. I don't, I don't read those comics down. because I like animals. So, and there was also one never... in, in 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 uh, Deadpool Illustrated. He does go into the Jungle Book and he like kills all of the Jungle Book animals. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but those aren't, like, dogs and cats. I don't remember. Those aren't, like, pets. Yeah, I don't remember seeing him kill yeah. a dog or a, a cat. 
Um, I'd have to think about it. Well, Dogpool died, but he didn't kill Dogpool. It was uh, a bad guy killed him. Anyway, point is, um, yeah. you're right. But then I probably so, again that's crack shot with a zero for an <laughs> But then I probably do not email. Well, Jordan does not get the email. I wouldn't say, Chris, that's fine. Don't have the bad guys or the good guys fight them. Just have them run by them for no reason. I'd say, don't put me in a position where we have to do something dumb. <laughs> like have yeah. have something happen before. Like because I'll tell you a spoiler. What's about to happen? Jupiter is comes in with her thunder and uh, Mars with her fire and they stop these animals. How about how about the bad guy goes attack and then Jupiter thunders and stops them from attacking? Why have them running around them like a bunch of idiots? Well, I mean, they are animals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so dumb. It does not make sense. Amanda, thoughts on, uh, on the, the animal behavior on display here? The animal instincts to circle oh. their prey? Listen, it's it's. At the same time, too organized and not organized yes. enough. <laughs> like it's it's weird. Like I I'm uneasy about it, but it works. It gets the job done. <laughs> so, like I said, uh, they uh, a combination of thunder and uh, and and fire makes a giant pillar of fire that scares all the dogs, and they all back to yeah. back up to the tree, and then uh, Amy uses Shine Aqua Illusion in a way that we've never seen her use it before to grow a ice wall around them all uh, and keep them trapped around that tree. That's pretty is, badass. Is, is Shine Aqua Illusion the worst named attack? <laughs> because it's not an illusion. It's like for reals. Uh, maybe maybe yeah, it's not. Maybe there true. isn't really an ice wall. Like it's it's like a metaphorical illusion. <laughs> It's a metaphor. <laughs> Which means illusion. it's real. And so, yes, it's an actual thing. It's Shine Aqua Illusions, Michael. <laughs> no, it's the Dark Kingdom. Who? It's the the Moon Dark Moon Clan. Who's them? We get a really cute scene after this. As soon as uh, Ami ices in yes. the uh, the animals around the tree, uh, Usagi grabs her hand and just starts hopping up and down in place. Um, in the subtitle, she's saying, "You did it! You did it!" In the uh, the new dub, she's going, "Thank you! Thank you! Thank you! Thank you! Thank you!" Uh, it's really yeah, really cute. It is pretty adorable. Yeah. Oh, something I forgot to mention before now. Uh, it's something, and it's something I've forgotten to mention in every episode ever. But I noticed it particularly in this episode, and I was like, oh, we should talk about that. The cat's walking. The fact yeah. that they have a little cat step sound effect that they use every time. A cat oh, I wrote it down. Yeah, this little. <laughs> I wrote it down. The cat footstep noise. The <laughs> boink, 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 boink. Like every, and it is, it, it's in every episode, but it's just such a funny sound because that is not. A thing. Cats don't make little points when they walk. I love I love the cat footstep noise. And I, I again I also noticed it in this episode and I've never really noticed it before. Yeah. Uh and I think you know I think we don't get it in the Rhett Butler episode as much because the Rhett Butler episode is like a weird, wacky chase scene for most yeah. of it. But this That's has true. a lot of like quiet Artemis and Luda moments. <laughs> because yeah, even like yeah. in a very serious scene where they're talking, like if they take a step, it does a little boink, boink, boink. So having uh, having dealt with the animals, uh, the Sailor Scouts have forgotten that there's a monster. So it's time for a little scene of BDSM. <laughs> That's right. It's bondage, discipline, and Sailor Moon. Oh. <laughs> Thank oh, you for man. laughing. Wrote that one down on my notes nice. last night. <laughs> well done. <laughs> As Sailor Moon and the, the Scouts are uh, colored uh, with uh, metal colors and put on chains. Mm-hmm. 
and then uh, pulled to the ground by Dogbert. And I was kind of ex- like, I, I was watching this and I'm like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> but this actually does not end up going anywhere. Like, no. This, this goes away as soon as well, it, it happens. It gives, it gives Artemis his moment to distinguish himself. He jumps out while they are all incapacitated and he distracts the villain by scratching at her face for uh, like five seconds, which gives Sailor Moon the time to... Hey, quick question. Yeah. Quick question for, for you and Amanda, yeah. Jordan. What are Sailor Moon's superpowers? Well, she does have super strength, apparently. <laughs> yeah. yeah! Do you remember how Sailor Moon can sometimes fly and sometimes teleport and sometimes has the power to bend steel in her bare hands? But the weird thing is, it's not like she breaks the collar yeah. off. It's like she grows it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it just kind of disappears. It's like, it, it's like she makes it big enough that she can slip it over her head. But like, I thought it was metal, which, by the way, her head to neck ratio yes. is I mean, this is anime. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah, but she succeeds at that. And then she halations the monster. And uh, that's great. <laughs> the monster dies. And now. <laughs> Artemis has distinguished himself. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess <laughs> like, he has. Sort of? Back at the, uh, well, I guess we see a scene of Esmeralda at the uh, at the dog park, and she's actually she's she's laughing. She goes, oh, <laughs> her fancy anime lady laugh, yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, and, and she's like, she's not really bothered by her utter defeat in the way that you'd think she's, she would she's, be. She's putting up front. She's uh, putting up front, Chris. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. And then she gets pissed on again. Dog pees on her a second time. Same dog. Same dog. Same animation. <laughs> Reversed. Now, here's the thing. I want to talk about Esmeralda for a second. Uh, I want to talk about this episode from Esmeralda's point of view. Okay. Because, yeah, she comes in, she gets pissed on, she sets up this thing. And then what we then see for the rest of the episode is... For the entire episode, she just sits in the room and watches the statue. That's it. Yeah. She just sits there and is like, oh, it's growing now. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, it's bigger. Wait, fell over, broken. What? Like, that was the whole experience for her. She didn't know what was going on. She didn't watch it. She didn't come out and gloat. That sounds really boring and terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. she's she's barely present. She's like, hey, Dogbert, you got this? Okay, I'm out. Uh, so everybody is relaxing in the dog park in full costume. Uh, like, you know, hey, if you want to see local superhero Sailor Moon uh, and the rest of the Sailor Senshi, they're, they are in costume petting dogs. Uh, we get a really weird scene where uh, Ray says that this old dog looks like her grandpa. And then Mako says uh, that the dog looks like the grandpa of the guy who broke her heart. Yep. <laughs> Which is <laughs> Very weird. Like, we haven't gotten yeah. one of those in a while, and this is a weird way for it to come back. Agreed. <laughs> and so then Luna goes, so Artemis, you're still a piece of shit, but you did a good thing once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I guess, you, I guess you didn't fuck up this time, yo. <laughs> and then Chibiusa hits Artemis with her. Now, back. in the uh, dub, long I mean, bomb. the sub, long bomb. Yes. I don't know why she's swinging around her book bag like it's fucking Mjolnir. But she is. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> oh my god! I just killed Chris. Wow! I was literally drinking coffee when you got me with that one. And she's uh-huh. yelling about how they didn't bring her to the zoo or whatever. But I want to point out in the deep dub, they literally gave her no lines when she does this. She just runs in, going, <laughs> and then throws her backpack <laughs> with no explanation. <laughs> It's great. Oh, the end. The Yay. end. That was a great one. 
I feel like we learned a lot from this episode. Oh, sure. But now, now we're at the point of the show where the Sailor Moon says are recycled. The Sailor Moon says segments are recycled. Now, this is a cat spotlight episode. Mm-hmm. So we right. know there was a Sailor Moon says for the previous cat spotlight episode. Is that the one they used here, Jordan? It is. Okay, that actually makes yes. sense. So yes. let's hear it okay. again. Is it, and this is the one you were here for last time as well. Yay! Full circle. <laughs> Luna's got to be one of my very best friends. But keeping pets is more than furry hugs and cuddles. If you love your pet, you want to give him or her good nutritional food. And make sure they get all the shots they need from your veterinarian. And don't let them wander into the street where they can get hit by a car. There are so many unwanted pets in the world. Talk to your parents and your animal's vet about getting your pet spayed or neutered. Luna says... Bye-bye! Luna saying that that there are so many unwanted pets after that episode makes it sound like, yeah, there's a lot of unwanted pets like Artemis. (laughs) Oh, that's not what she meant. Artemis isn't the only shitty unwanted pet in the world. (laughs) Also, you did not tell us that Luna referred to a negavist. They have Luna say a lot of dumb stuff in the episode. It's pretty amazing. She says, she says, uh, she, yeah, I can't even remember them all. She says so many weird, uh, 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 slangy things that you're like, why? Ooh, that doesn't sound right. Since we've already learned that lesson so many episodes ago, uh, I think it's time for Sailor Businesses, where we talk about what we learned. Uh, Amanda, we will start with you. What did you learn from this episode? Um, I learned that self-care is important and uh, you should probably tend to your throbbing head wounds before going back in the fray, whether that's going back to work or, or uh, you know, going out to a, to a weird animal refuge. <laughs> like, just, just take care of your, your, your head wounds. Makes sense. Uh, I, yeah. I learned the important lesson that I think everybody learned, which is nothing ventilated, nothing gained. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The pippiest statement I've ever heard. Uh, I learned that Sailor Moon has super strength now. (laughs) And this is a thing. Like, (sighs) at least give us a heads up when she gets new superpowers. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. (laughs) Pretty good. See, what do we what do we think of this episode? Uh, I, you know, it's I enjoyed it uh, more this time through than I did last night watching it again, I think. But it is an (laughs) Artemis spotlight is never going to be. My favorite episode. It's you really know? fun. Like, I mean, again, you're right. Artemis is a dick and there's no there's no way around right. that. Uh, any sympathy we feel for him in this episode is never really going to negate the fact that in every other episode, he's just kind of a judgmental prick. But it still was a fun yeah. episode. I still had a good time with it. Yeah. And it's like it certainly doesn't. It's not as good as the last time we had a cat centric episode. Like, if you recall, that episode involved zoocyte. Like, getting a new body made of sewer rats. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, I'll never... That image will never leave me. It was pretty classic. So, Amanda, what did you think of this one? So, I, yeah, I, I think I'm on your guys' side here. It's it's a weird episode. I don't think it's particularly bad, but I do think, like, uh, its purpose is confused because it's Artemis is already kind of a pointless character that isn't very likable. So... Getting some like feeling sympathetic toward him feels weird and wrong. <laughs> you know, it's it's like, you know, he kind of has this sort of birdie bro attitude <laughs> for so much of the episode. And then bad things happen to him. I'm like, oh, I guess that shouldn't have happened to him, but <laughs> so yeah, it's it's I it's a mixed bag, but I enjoyed 
I enjoyed seeing all of the crazy animal stuff. Uh, like, I don't think this is it. This one's very fillery, I think. Uh, and it's, if this is meant to, to make us sympathize a little more with Artemis, it doesn't. It just makes me sympathize less with Luna. <laughs> Because yeah. Luna's a real jerk. Yeah. It's a lot of, there's a lot of collateral damage <laughs> with, with Artemis. Yeah. But but I think that does it for uh, for this week's episode. Um, Amanda, before we before we go, can you tell everyone where they can find you and your stuff online? Uh, sure. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter um, at Amandonium. Uh, Amandonium. Uh, like it's an element. And my my press, The Devastator, is uh, at, on Twitter too, uh, at Get Devastated. I have a book out that's called We Don't Think You're Racist. And uh, you can get that on Amazon and anywhere books are sold. Um, it's uh, it's uh, basically a, a book of affirmations for white people from people of color, assuring them that they're not racist. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a very uh, indirect, ironic uh, look at protecting white feelings um and yeah it's a it's a it's a pretty cool book and uh we also have a like a lot of new stuff we release a new thing every month so check out devastatorpress.com see what's new cool uh you can find me on twitter at crackshot with a zero for an o you can find jake mason our production uh Guru? I just decided to call him a guru. Our production guru. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, Overselling. Our production guy? Producer is, I think, the word you're production. looking for. That's what I meant to say. The, the word for a person who does oh, production? Producer. One who produces. There we go. Now, now we know what it is. Production producer. Our, our production Zordon. Ah, there we go. Um, anyway, he's on Twitter. At JJ underscore Mason. Uh, and he also has another podcast called The Morphin Grid about Power Rangers, hence the Zordon reference. You can email the show at sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, that's a good place to uh, send all your longer form questions for us, any uh, thoughts you have, any links to cool Sailor Moon stuff that you find that you think we should see. Uh, any Anything you want to communicate to me and Jordan, you can send to there. I check the email and I forward everything over to Jordan as it warrants. So... Great. Uh, send us some emails, send us some tweets. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the ISB. That's T-H-E-I-S-B. And uh, Jordan and I work on uh, X-Men 92 for Marvel Comics. Uh, I am the co-writer of that, along with my writing partner, Chad Bowers. Jordan's the editor, as we previously discussed. And uh, as on the day this episode goes up, the fourth issue will have just come out last week, uh, wrapping up our first storyline, which is all about the X-Men fighting vampires. So go check that one out. It's uh, It's... A lot of fun. It's a big slam-bang action ending that uh, we think everybody's going to like. That does it for this week's episode of Sailor Business, but we will be back next week with Sailor Moon episode 80, The Terrifying Illusion, Ami All Alone. And until then, keep your mind on Sailor Business. Something today, Artemis. So brave attacking that Negamoon creepsoid all by yourself. Brave doesn't really hit the mark. More like bold, magnificent, awesome. Oh, well, I wouldn't go quite that far. <coughs> <coughs>